Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited that you're here. You have landed at the Author Revolution podcast, and I am your host, Carissa Andrews. All right, so today's episode is a little bit different from the ones I've done in the past. I consider it more of a case study than anything else, actually. It is all going to be designated to the idea of BookBub promos and whether or not they're actually worth it. And I'm the actual case study in this particular moment. So having just completed my first BookBub deal on January 21st, it's kind of a big deal. And it's something that because I've never done it before, I wanted to test out and see how it works. So today I want to go over the results of the deal compare them against uh, a few of the other promos that I had going out the week before when I was prepping for the series BookBub deal, as well as talk about my horrifying formatting snafu and the takeaways that you can walk away with, even if you're a brand new author who's never even heard of BookBub before. Are you ready? Okay, so to start this off, I do want to talk for a minute about who BookBub is so that those of you who do not know or are new to the writing scene can get your bearings and know what in the world I'm talking about and why it's relevant to you. Okay, so BookBub is one of the largest promotional websites for books to date. So if you want to get your books seen by new readers or thousands of eyes, they are the go-to site for authors who are traditionally published as well as obviously indie published. Sure, you can do other promo sites, you can do ads and things like that. And oftentimes you have to because BookBub is uber selective on who and what they put in their newsletters. In fact, to put things into perspective for you, I have been trying to get a feature deal with BookBub on Pandamus since 2017. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) So before I ever got my first yes, though, I had to go through 10 no's. 10. And I was actually doing other books in the midst of all of it. So I was getting a lot more than 10. But for that specific title, I got 10 no's. There's some strategy to the whole get a BookBub deal thing that sometimes needs to happen. Now, from what I gather, not every author has to go through this, especially if they're in a hot genre that has been open or maybe isn't completely filled with competition just yet. But when you're writing YA dystopian like Pandamus is, then the competition is much fiercer. And the BookBub gods, say that 12 times fast, it's a weird word, BookBub, (laughs) they have to know that your book is worth it, worth the effort that it's going to stick around, that it has staying power in order to place it in their newsletter and give it to their readers. Okay, so when I was coming into 2019, I knew I wanted to get serious about enticing BookBub to let Pandamus in. It was kind of my big dream goal at the beginning of the year, but things kind of shifted around. I ended up getting pulled into another box set, which I'll talk about in a minute. But after my sixth no, so it was like the end of 2018, I reached out to BookBub and asked them specifically what I could do to help Pandamus's chances of being selected. And I was told that there were a couple things, actually. While it had good ratings and it was chosen as an Amazon Prime title in summer of 2018, the YA category is super competitive. So BookBub likes to make their offers as enticing and as discounted as possible for their readers, meaning that your book must be set at a higher price point and left there for quite a long time. We're talking many months, okay? And they also prefer, but not exclusively, so don't hold it to every book, but they do prefer wide titles. So that means available everywhere books are sold, so that way they can give their readers the most selection possible. At the time, 
Pandamus and the rest of the books that I had at the time, for that matter, they were all in Amazon Kindle Select so that I could take advantage of page reads through Kindle Unlimited subscription service, which basically meant being exclusive to Amazon, for those of you who don't know. And it was actually hurting my chances of being chosen. I didn't know this because obviously it was bettering my chances of being able to get my book seen and read. Well, for better or worse, I decided that 2019 was going to be the year that I really went and applied for that BookBub deal. I wanted to make it happen. I pulled the entire series from being an Amazon, and I did that as soon as my 90-day contract for Kindle Select was up. So then I went wide using Publish Drive as my distributor. So that meant all three books and my box set of the series too all came out of KU, which I will mention, they were carrying the bulk of my royalties in their page reads and in their sales. So to pull them out of Amazon exclusively, it definitely was a risk for sure. I didn't even try for a BookBub deal again in 2019 until April, even though it was like October or end of October, I think, that I tried the last time because I knew it had to sit at its new price point and in its wide status for a couple of months before they'd even consider it. Of course, it was turned down in April. And then I waited some more, thinking, okay, a little more time. It was then turned down in August, in September, in October. (laughs) My sales rankings were plummeting. And I will be honest here, I had bigger fish to fry in 2019 than to advertise Pandamus on its own because I was focused on hitting the USA Today bestseller list with my box set that I was just talking about playing with fire. And it was a a set that I didn't see coming at the beginning of the year. I was actually tapped to do it earlier on. I think it was mid-February before I got enlisted into that set. And so it really consumed a lot of my advertising dollars and a lot of my time. So my obviously, I'm not getting any page reads anymore because the book's not in KU. And when playing with fire missed its mark to hit the USA Today, I took a good hard look at my rankings, my royalties, and what it looked like after the devastation of pulling Pandamus out of KU, which, you know, at the time I was thinking, oh man, maybe this was not such a good idea because I totally wanted to cry. I mean, seriously, guys, I took a gamble pulling the Pandamus Chronicles out and it was really at that point in time looking like it was a very poor decision. On the upside, it did look like I'd gained a little traction with playing with fire at least, well, following wise at least. And I had a brand new release coming out in November, which was Awakening. And that did actually pick my royalties up a little bit as well. But November and December ended up being great simply because my paperback sales saved me. I mean, Christmas, people like tangible things and they like books as gifts. So it made total sense. And so for those of you who wonder if having multiple versions of your book is worth it, I would have to adamantly say, yes, it totally is. (laughs) So definitely make sure that you're thinking about getting that taken care of, do as many as you can. However, I was still discouraged with the whole Pandamus situation, and I kept getting all those no's till the end of the year, and I knew I couldn't sustain it for much longer. My next series that is coming out isn't coming out until the end of 2020, which means September, October, November, and December. And so I have this whole big wide span where the only thing coming out is Love is a Merciless God in February, and then there's like this big gap. So I knew that Pandamus, I needed to do something with it, and I needed to probably pull it back and put it into KU. So mid-December comes, I'm doing okay with uh, paperback sales, but I flippantly sent one more request because I'm thinking I'm going to get a no anyway. 
And then I'm going to pull it from being wide end of January so that it can go back into Amazon. I mean, what's one more time? It's not going to hurt anything, right? (laughs) Funnily enough, the BookBub gods answered me a little bit differently. (laughs) And it coincided actually perfectly with my plans to go back into KU. So on Christmas Eve 2019, I got my very first yes. It was crazy. It was awesome. It was talk about a good Christmas present, right? And not only that, the day that the BookBub deal would launch is actually and was actually Aztec and Pharaoh, our husky puppy's first birthday. And now if that wasn't a sign, I didn't know what was, right? Okay, so anyway, I immediately freaked out. I totally squealed out loud and rushed into the office to tell my husband, Colin. And then I hunkered down and got my planning on. (laughs) This was going to be a free book promotion. So I wasn't trying to discount it to 99 cents or anything. I wanted it to go free because I knew the page reads and the sale through with the rest of the series would hopefully be better that way. You know what I mean? I knew free could present a few other challenges, though, particularly with Amazon. The last thing I wanted was to get to the day and have to turn it away or have them turn me away because Amazon still hadn't price matched. So the first week of January, I went free everywhere with Publish Drive, anywhere else it was live. And then I requested to go free on Amazon as well. I fully anticipated to take at least a week because that had been my previous experience with Amazon. And I know some authors have to fight for a couple of weeks for them to go ahead and do free because Amazon's just not a big fan of the whole free thing. And you do have to make sure that there's a a price match that makes Amazon really do it. However, that was not my case this time. In 24 hours, Pandamas was free everywhere. So we're talking first week of January. It was one of those like super weird, surreal things, but obviously everything wanted to go smoothly. (laughs) So I thought, we'll get to that in a minute too. (laughs) Of course, at this point, I didn't advertise it was free though. Instead, I started rounding up other promos and stacked them up in order to prime Pandamas for its BookBub deal. So the week before the deal, I scheduled five different promos, one with Book Rebel, Free Booksy, Free Readsy, ENT, also known as E-Reader News Today, for those of you who don't know what ENT stands for, and uh, Unearthly Ever Afters. I also had three different author friends share Pandamas in their newsletter that week as well. Then, once BookBub went, the only thing I did was the newsletter swaps. So I had five more author friends share Pandamas during that week. That way I could compare what one BookBub did to what all of those other promos did. And the results are actually pretty staggering. So without getting into the daily detail of each, because I think that would take a little bit too much time and you might fall asleep driving or whatever the heck you're doing right now, I will give you a rundown of things so that way you have a little bit of perspective. And then if you want to go back and see the daily play-by-play, you can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 14 and download the stats for each day. It'll be in like a little PDF and then you can see how it played out in more granular detail if you want to take a look at that case study in something a little bit more tangible. So here's how it went. The week of January 13th through the 20th, and just so you guys know, this is actually an eight-day period prior to the BookBub deal. So it ran Monday to Monday. So there are eight days instead of seven that I'll be comparing the BookBub deal to. So I had a grand total of 2,127 free downloads of Pandamas, and that is across all book sites. So remember, it's wide. So this is Amazon and you know everything else. So 
2,127 free downloads. I also got 30 paid books during that time frame, four audiobooks sold, three pre-orders for books coming out this year. So whether it be Love is a Merciless God or one of the Windhaven Witches, and a grand total of 689 page reads. Yes, total for the entire eight days. Because remember, I hadn't been in KU for long and lost all of my momentum. Plus, right now, the only ones that are in the KU situation are polarities and revolutions in that series. So my sales rankings went from 433 in the whole Amazon free store. I can't remember what it was before I put it in free, but I figure I'll start with where it was at when the promo started launching. So day one, it was at 433. It dropped down to 203. So 203 by the 20th. So that after all five of those promos had gone through and my sales had gone out the door, 2,000 of them, I had dropped into the 200s in the entire free store of Amazon. Now, while that might seem like it's pretty dang awesome, and it is, trust me, remember, this is five paid promos and three newsletter swaps all happening in this week. And I say this because even though I knew the impact BookBub can have from what others say, I have to say I'm very impressed. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to hear what actually BookBub did? Okay, so for the seven days since the BookBub deal, so this we're talking about the day it went out as well as the next six days afterwards. I only have seven days because the day I'm recording, this is Tuesday the 28th, and obviously I don't have the sales stats for today. But so for from January 21st to January 27th, I had a grand total, are you ready for this, of 16,030 total downloads of Pandamus. 16,000. 95 paid sales after that, 30 audiobook sales, 21 pre-orders, and 10,031 page reads. And this is all obviously not counting anything today. And I know that page reads are still up in the thousands today already, even in the morning. So I'm like, awesome. So my sales ranking, though, went from 203 in the whole free store on the 20th, like early in the morning, even obviously on the 21st, down to 12 in the entire Kindle free store. And it held there at number 12 for three days. So not just the day that it went out in BookBub, but for three whole days, the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd. It was pretty crazy. By day four, it rose to 51 and stayed there for two days. On day six, it was still in the top 100 at 95, and it took until yesterday, the 27th, to finally drop off the top 100 and land at 133. Not only that, but when it hit the number 12 in Amazon that first couple of days, it hit 21 in the whole free store of iTunes too, and stayed at the top 100 the entire week. Wow. Okay, so it's safe to say that the BookBub deal has already earned its money back, and it's continuing to pay for the promos previously in the previous week that didn't quite pan out in terms of sales. And it's done exactly what I hoped it would do, obviously, which is increase awareness of the Pandamus Chronicles, increase my page reads as I head into 2020. And I am already starting to see reads filter into my other series, The Eighth Dimension, now that we're hitting week two. Not to mention the fact that it's also gaining exposure for the Windhaven Witches, and we've gotten a number of pre-orders for that whole series as well. So perfect. And I want to mention one of the things that was really interesting to me, I figured it would take about a week for this to happen, but it actually was day two. So book two, Polarities, 
actually started to pick up by day three. Day two is when I first started seeing reads, but they weren't awesome quite yet. So day two was like at 210 page reads. But by day three, it jumped to over 2,000 page reads. By day four, it was over 3,000 page reads. These are some fast readers here, guys. Holy cow. Think about that for a minute. Page reads only took a couple of days to kick in and they're off and running. So one of the things I enjoyed and I think I did well was to format my book so that in the front and back matter, there was a special video thanking all of my new readers for downloading Pendamus. It's a little bit long, I guess, at five minutes. So I don't know how many people really watched it to the end. The YouTube stats for the YouTube version of it says that about 50% make it to the end. So I guess that's not terrible. But it was my personalized way of welcoming people to the miscreant group, to my books, to the worlds that I write. And in fact, it was actually a suggestion from my friend and fellow author and author mentee, Stephen Gordon. So thank you, Stephen, for that. I really appreciate it. On the flip side, however, and he knows about this, uh, it also leads me to that formatting snafu that I was talking about earlier in the podcast. I didn't catch it until Saturday the 18th. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about that for a second. While I think the whole video was a nice touch, it actually ended up wreaking havoc on my layout, (laughs) at least at first. Uh, I added it only to the beginning when I first did it because I wanted to see if people would read it before they started reading the book, but it turned out that when people opened the, the book, it still wanted to default to chapter one. So they would have had to have gone back in order to see it. And I was talking again with Stephen about that, and, and he recommended putting it in the back matter as well. Yeah, so <laughs> when I did it the first time, as it turns out, somewhere in the midst of adding it, chapter 14 got pulled up to chapter one, because I use Vellum as my formatting tool, and I totally missed it. Oh, okay. So when I went in on Saturday the 18th, and I realized, what in the world is Pandamus starting with a chapter from Trayton? That what? (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me here. So imagine my horror when I then realized that over a thousand copies had already gone out because obviously by that point, all the big promos had gone out by then and it had gone out with a chapter 14 as chapter one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I wanted to curl into a fetal position. (laughs) I text Jenny, my BFF slash PA, and I told her what happened. But then I went straight into damage control. I fixed all the files. I uploaded them again to the sites. I emailed KDP. I asked them to fix everything and to send out a mandatory update, which by the way, doing that is kind of a pain in the butt because they do not like doing that unless there's like a really big critical failure (laughs) on some part, which obviously this was. But I asked them to send out the mandatory update and they did. They did do that. So literally I did all the things. I did all the things to try to course correct and damage control that whole thing. The good news is, though, that by the time the BookBub deal went out, the file was fixed. So thank goodness I only did it in the front matter and I went back and decided I wanted to do it to the back matter. Otherwise, it would have gone out with, you know, nearly 20,000 copies having 14 as chapter one. Oh my gosh. Anyhow, it went out perfectly, fixed files, pretty fresh, accurate. The bad news is I don't know how many people started reading Pendamus and thought, what in the fudge knuckles am I reading right now? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's safe to say it could have attributed for the less than stellar page reads and page read responses and the sales week before for sure. On the upside, I did have the opportunity to update the video locations. So I have 
one location being on my website so that I could see how many people from Amazon would open it versus how many people from other sites would open it. So one's on YouTube, one's just solely on my website. And so I updated both places to let them know that if they have a book that starts with a chapter from Trayton, that they need to update their file. And who knows if anyone actually read that and took action, but I really hope so. And if they didn't see mine out, hopefully they got the email from Kindle Direct Publishing and took the action that they needed from them in order to make the book the right book. (laughs) Gosh. So lesson learned. Even if you're adding a very simple page, like one that has a video link in your front matter, always double back through the entire layout just to make sure you didn't accidentally click on another chapter and pull it up to chapter one for some bizarre reason. (laughs) Okay, so speaking of lessons, let's actually talk about the ones that I want you to take away from this whole experience. Well, other than that last one, obviously, in terms of BookBub deals, let's talk about that. Okay, so first, if you don't have a BookBub profile yet, for the love of all that's holy, get one now if you have at least one title out on any bookseller site. You can't actually create one if you don't have your books up for sale anywhere. So if you're a brand new author and you haven't posted your first book, you can't do this quite yet, but definitely be putting it in the back of your mind until you have that book out there and then immediately go for that BookBub profile so that you can start building following. So once you have your BookBub profile, I want you to start doing BookBub profile swaps so that you can get more followers on your profile. And I actually had over 1,500 before the BookBub gods actually approved Pandamus. I don't know how significant this is, but I'm throwing it out there. Doing those BookBub builders, like the ones that you can find in Facebook groups, are a great way of doing this. Sometimes running a giveaway where the entry to do it is by signing up to your BookBub profile. All these little things can help. Some of those big builders can cost you anywhere between 10, 25 bucks if they're only doing BookBub building. But if they're actually building your followers elsewhere, sometimes they can cost a little bit more. But it's definitely worth it to start getting your numbers up because you have to have at least a thousand before you can send out new release notifications to your followers with when a new release of your books launches. And that's totally free. So definitely you want to get to that 1,000 followers and get those free exposures for your books when they come out. So definitely hop to it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So secondly, if you have a book on any bookseller site and you have your profile, I want you to start requesting your BookBub featured deal now. Even if you go, holy cow, I cannot afford this if I get chosen, because it could take you a couple of years before you get your first yes. And I'll tell you what, if you get a yes and you can't quite afford it, you will move heaven and earth in order to scrounge up the money in order to pay for this, because it is going to pay itself back. I promise you. So keep trying. Make sure you make use of the comment section when you're filling out your featured deal to provide any accolades to yourself as an author or to your book in specific. So for instance, with Pendamus, I was able to say that it was an international best-selling book. It was a number one Amazon bestseller and that it had been chosen for an Amazon Prime title in 2018. And for the love of all that's holy, be sure to thank the BookBub gods for their time and consideration. All of those things mixed together will help them to decide whether or not they want to take a closer look at your book out on whatever sites and take a look at the, they do look at your reviews and everything. So make sure that you're writing a good book. So that way you have good reviews out there and cross your fingers and hope for the best. Okay. (laughs) 
Third, if you are not wide and you're not seeing traction in getting your deal and it's been a while, think about going wide, but do so with caution because it will most likely tank your sales and page reads until you get it, especially if you have a series that you are working with in in regards to getting your royalties from that. I still have yet to figure out if the total investment in time waiting for the BookBub deal was 100% worth it when I factor in the loss of sales from the last year. Maybe I'll do another review in December to let you know how the whole thing ended up shaking out, but it might be a little bit skewed because of, well, I suppose I could take out the sales for The Secret Legacy and Windhaven Witches. I'll just remove all of the sales from that. But just to give you an example and an idea of how much the sales were last year for the Pythamas Chronicles versus how much they shook out to be this year. All right, so stay tuned for that in December. I will try to remember to go back and do that. Fourth, here's number four takeaway. I want you to make sure that your book is at a higher price point. I know that there's two different philosophies. One is don't sell yourself short and don't sell your book you know, for piddly dollars. So make sure it's as high as possible. But I am here to tell you that your book will probably not sell if you're a brand new author, if your book is priced higher than probably $2.99, to be perfectly honest. If you're brand new and no one's ever heard of you, they're not going to spend a whole lot of money on your books until they get to know you. So more than likely, you will want to price your book, whatever, whichever one it is, at about $2.99, $3.99, $4.99 a push. (laughs) If if people know you already, $4.99 works just fine. But otherwise, I would say probably $2.99 is pretty good and leave it there. Like, don't touch it until you get the deal. No exceptions. It took me an entire year without dropping the price for them to finally give me that yes. An entire year. Fifth takeaway I want you to go home with, and actually this is the last takeaway. I want you to have as many options open as possible for readers. So if you can, bulk up your backlist as fast as you can. So have as many books behind your series or have as many books, you know, that are single titles that you can put in your back matter. The more reads you have behind the book that you're advertising, the better. Because the sell through from that book bub is definitely going to be worth it. So whether that's a series or a bunch of books, just make sure you have something back there. And also make sure that you have your books available in as many formats as you can manage, meaning ebook, paperback, audiobook. In the middle of those sales numbers that I provided earlier, there were paperback sales as well. So some of them bought box set. It's a single book, but it's a box set of the three books together, or even paperbacks of some of the other books that I've done, which was really interesting. And if I didn't have those, or if I didn't have the audiobooks already available, I was definitely leaving a prime opportunity for sales and royalties on the table. If you've already done the hard work of the creation part, Why not take advantage of providing multiple ways for people to consume your book or books as humanly possible? I mean, honestly, it's it's just one more step to take, but you don't have to do all that legwork of brainstorming and content creation anymore. You've done the hard work, so it's definitely worth it. And if you've got that series that's complete, definitely think about those box sets because if for no other reason, they're awesome and helps you not just with your BookBub deal, but every day of the year. And think about the whole Christmas season, because I'll tell you what, those box sets were what kept me afloat in December. So that was a lot to cover, guys. (laughs) I hope you were able to make sense of it all. 
Uh, like I said, I will include a downloadable PDF with the day-by-day details from both weeks so you can compare and contrast, see the difference in a more visual way. I'll also provide links to BookBub and some of the other items we just talked about for today. All you have to do is go to authorrevolution.org forward slash 14 to check them out. So next week, I want to talk about something a little bit different, obviously. I want to talk about why it's necessary to have a project management system in place when you write a novel or plan to ever rapid release one. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on that sometimes even seasoned authors forget about because it's been a while since they last launched. So I'm talking about having a project management system that will keep track of all the things you need to be doing throughout your entire project management of a single book or a launch or a series launch. And one last thing before I go, I know I've said this before, but have you subscribed to this podcast? If not, I would love for you to hit the subscribe button now so that you can be notified whenever a new episode goes live. And if you've liked this episode or any of the previous ones, can you drop me a review? (laughs) Once I have a few, I do plan to do listener shoutouts to feature your review live on the air. Plus, it totally helps me boost my confidence by knowing that what I'm doing is helping you, which is the whole point of this podcast, right? Well, that's it for me today, guys. Until next time, go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast's Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.